Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Trusted Tech Talks podcast. I'm your host, Aidan Popo. I'm a senior software specialist at Maxwell Bond. This week, I'm joined by Ishak Admin, a group lead at Google Developers Group and software engineer at Naimori, also the founder of juniordevelopers.careers. And together, we'll be exploring diversifying tech talent from an educational background point of view. Um, so Ashik, that's quite an impressive uh, background. How would you describe what you do to our listeners? Oh, yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, it does sound like quite um, quite an expansive background, but there's quite a few caveats to that, I suppose. It's how do I describe myself, I suppose, as a software engineer? That's, that's mainly what I do. Um, yeah. But also with coming up through sort of um, an alternate background into this into this industry, as in not traditional through, through uh, university of a degree, um, I've done a lot in terms of giving back to the community and building up a community of people, uh, self-taught develop- developers and bootcamp graduates and supporting them in their endeavours um, sort of to help them further themselves. So um, I don't know, developer, mentor, life coach, <laughs> well, whatever yeah. else you can throw at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I've noticed as well is we've, we've been connected on LinkedIn for, for a while now. Um, and you've always given back to junior developers, asking any questions, just giving relevant information out. I think one post you did recently was just where they can get free content, free learning. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice. So so getting straight into the topic, the first question is, what does diversifying tech talent mean to you? So this this is a really good question and it's something that we could probably talk for hours on, but obviously we've got, <laughs> we've got a time limit today. There's different ways to look at it. So I've been to talks before where the when they talk about diversifying tech talent, they're talking about, well, let's get more women in, let's get more gender minorities and mm-hmm. uh, sexual minorities um, into tech. But then that's not the sole diversification when it comes into tech. There's also the other side of it, which may be the less, the less sexy side of it, which is neurodiversity. Um, and in terms of neurodiversity, you're talking not just graduates, you're talking people like myself who didn't write the first call, line of code till they were 29, you're talking yeah. about people who are older than me, you know, there's people in my network who are 45, 50, who are moving into technology. Yeah. And that that diversification now is not just about, again, gender, religion, race. It's about how people think and about how you bring alternate thinkers into your group, um, which is an amazing thing because I've met some incredibly talented people uh, through boot camps, through mentorship, people I've mentored. Uh, people who have come through from self-taught um, development backgrounds, and they they are they are really amazing people. Like they yeah. are incredibly talented, and they bring more skills to the industry because, especially the ones who have had previous jobs, um, they bring in a lot more skills in terms of their soft skills, conversation, sales, negotiation, and mm. they build in overall stronger um, people, and they start bringing that that developer it's I, I suppose you could almost say it's like the upgrade of the developer i don't really want to say that because i'm probably going to offend <laughs> a lot of people but it's, it's it's sort of where development's going in 2021 where now yeah. you, you know you're not bedroom coding anymore i mean i say that i'm setting my bedroom right now <laughs> right yeah. and cold but it's not the soul of it anymore now it's teams now it's sales now it's opportunity you know it's it's it's, yeah. it's a lot more than what it used to be so Diversifying tech talent to me is it's neurodiversity as well as the other kind of diversity. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I think when I started looking for recruiting software developers six years ago, you know, it was it was your software engineering background degree. Um, and 
that's where the, the sort of career path went through. And then obviously we're coming through a lot of self-taught developers that are putting the projects on GitHub and breaking down the skills. Um, and also obviously the, the coding, the coding boot camps where I personally, I'm not going to mention names, but I work with a, a head of engineering, like CTO role, um, who came from a boot camp and he's probably one of the most intelligent coders, um, as well as great people skills as well that I, I work with that come from that background. Um, mm. And there's also companies like, you know, some in the top four where they will only look at developers from a uni background um, and they're mm. missing out on, on, on great tech talent as well why rolling to the next one why is diversifying talent important i know you mentioned it briefly in the in the first question is getting the crossover <laughs> skills and different people but i don't know if you want to sort of touch on that yeah let's let's go into a bit deeper so first of all just to go back to what you said about um the top four companies are mm. you know hiring through hiring through union for the time you've been a recruiter you would have seen i mean you have seen because we've had conversations about it before that maybe 10 years ago it was constantly degree 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 yeah um now there were people falling through them cracks but they weren't coming through at the rate they're coming through now nowadays mm. like the the rate that boot camps and self-taught developers are coming through into the industry at like from what i've seen you know they're blowing uh, they're blowing like a traditional uh, university uh, computer science um applications and uh, general people out of the war in terms of just pure uh, the pure amount of people mm. um, and you yourself have probably seen it you know coming through and you've probably also noticed that the change in sort of attitudes between people um and not just attitudes again we touch back on neurodiversity you know you, you're not getting somebody who's traditionally taught um who's been traditionally taught in sort of that university landscape you're now getting people who are really really eager to learn and they've gone out actively and willing invested their own money their yeah. own time their own sacrifice to get there yeah the drive i can't say because i can't obviously count i can't i can't paint everybody with the same brush but you know they could possibly be a bit more driven if they've if they've invested the more money you know they've put their old career behind that, that, that's it because a lot of them are putting everything on the line. And this is not to, by the way, I should also just, just put the caveat in there that it's not to put down anyone who's come from a university background. I help a lot of people who are graduating from university who want to get onto the, the ladder um, because now they are going against people who I mentor. So I am helping them because a lot of them now find themselves in the same position. Um, so it's not to put them down. They are fantastic people as well. This is just an alternate view on diversification. Um, and going back to your actual question, you know, why is diversifying tech talent important? It's it, what it comes down to in technology from what I've realized is it's, it's there's two ways there's two ways to look at it in terms of diversity so you've got diversity which is sort of lip service as we call it it's look like you but think like me is some of that that's gone around quite a bit which essentially is it's not diverse it's it's the diversity tick box tick, tick box challenge yeah so look yeah. like you look different but think like me yeah that's not yeah. the neurodiversity of um uh, diversification that's tick box challenging but then you've got the actual people who say look however you want think different and bring that to my team now thinking different is very important and people who are coming from alternate backgrounds are thinking different we don't all solve problems in the same way we don't all approach a challenge in the same way and a lot of the times you'll find that putting together a team who have these different mindsets are more productive 
and I, I do believe that I read a few, um, I wish I had them here with me, I read a few um, studies lately where they said teams with people from alternate backgrounds are more productive yeah. because they learn from each other, they push each other, and they approach things from a different angle. If you yeah. take five people from five different universities, again, I'm not putting them down, so I'm going to try to stop mentioning universities. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. A lot of the times, them five people will approach a problem in the same way because they've been thought to think um, in, in, in a certain way. Yeah. But if you take five people, two from a self-taught background, two from a boot camp, um, and maybe another one from uh, a boot camp or I don't know, a, a, a university, then each one of them will more than likely approach a problem in a different way. They'll also have a big difference in the backgrounds of where they've come from. One of them, like myself, for example, I was an electrician and a refrigeration engineer for 10 years. Mm. So my mindset, my approach to a problem is, problem solving it's logical that's the way i live my life because it's the way i've always been if you take somebody who's been in sales i don't know you take someone who's been in uh you know we've got doctors we've got people who are coming from uh, medicinal backgrounds like pharmacists we've got people yeah. who have been stay-at-home mums i've noticed sorry to talk, yeah i've noticed a lot no, of chefs, chefs as well uh, yeah. and i think one of the benefits is the high pressure of working there having so much on on your plate, I say. <laughs> I've I've had I've helped a few chefs, so it's funny that you say that. And I do always say some more. You're obviously used to working in a high pressure environment, uh, but you might have to swear a bit less. I think <laughs> is the only yeah. thing I say. So, but you, you'll you'll definitely get sworn at less <laughs> when, you, when you come into a tech team. So it's diverse diverse fan tech telling me it's it's about it's about progress and it's about opportunity. There's so many amazing people out there, and when you start looking from a different neurological, neurodiversity um, point of things, you start looking at different backgrounds, is you're bringing together a stronger team with more talent, with better soft skills, over your traditional team. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's tenfold. It's tenfold. There's enough research out there. And there's, enough, there's enough science out there to, to prove it as well. No, I, I agree. And, and with obviously the, the huge tech shortage, um, it's it's solving problems with, with you know, the demand for, for developers. And the next question is, um, how do businesses implement diversifying tech talent? Now, I know Pretty Little Thing, they've partnered with, development partnered with, with North Coders. I'm not sure if it's you use yourself through North Coders. Um, and that's sort of silly funded through Pretty Little Thing, and they're driving their ta- tech talent there. I don't know if you've got any other examples of how businesses implement diversifying tech talent. Yeah, so you see, that's that's a really interesting point and something I fully support. Um, so North, North Coders do a fantastic job. Um, I didn't come up through them, but I know them, um, mm. and I, I fully respect what they've done. I've met quite a few of the, the developers who have come out of their boot camp, and they are great people. Yeah. Um, they're taught very well and uh, I've got a meeting coming up with them at some point soon as well I just wondered out it's just a general chit chat so hopefully it's something I can uh, get into how I can help them help more developers as well cool. um, so that's really really interesting and that's to be honest with you that's the area I was going to answer this question with it's the future of diversifying tech, diversifying tech talent for companies is coming in house I feel yeah. and the reason being is okay so we've got boot camps out there and boot camps have been the big boom for the last five years so sort of from what 2015 16 i think the boot camp started uh, to become a really popular thing and they become the go-to thing and it's sort of the last three years they've had a massive boom boot camps are turning out people they, they're making a lot of money but there are some sort of uh 
they are hitting some sort of hill, uh, some sort of speed bumps on the yeah. way in terms of what they teach is fairly generic. Um, having come through one now, now don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking it. They do a fantastic job. But what they teach is fairly generic for one set of developers. So you're going to learn your HTML, your CSS, your JavaScript, you get commands. So it puts you in one direction, which is typically slightly software engineering, but a lot of web development, yeah, with a focus sort of on front-end sort of things. Now, each company is different, and there are a lot of avenues you can go down. It's one thing that I say to say to people who want to come into this industry, do you know what sort of developer you want to be? Now, you don't need to know, but if you do, you can set a clearer career path. Yeah. Um, so now, Pretty Little Thing um, can go to North Coders now because they're bringing it in-house, and they can say, look, we want back-end developers. So then North Coders can say, cool, we're going to do a 12-week boot camp. Let's focus on Node, AWS, yeah. uh, serverless applications, and you're going to get tailored. Yep, you're going to get a tailored uh, student um, into your business. And they have to do that because there's so much. I mean, you know this. There's so much um, There's so much fierce competition for developers at the minute. You're not, your competition for senior developers is so fierce, right? Mm. But what people are starting to realize now is, hang on a minute, right? We've got a pipeline of junior developers and people who want to learn how to develop. Most of these guys, you could take them out of a boot camp, put them in your business put them in pretty little thing for six months and they will be contributing to code they will be comfortable and they will be producing business value right it's, it's either they're going to be reducing costs through the work that they give or they're going to be increasing sales the work that they contribute right that's within six months i can i can say yeah. when i came out of my boot camp within two months i was writing code for, for mobile development when i left when i left and went into my first job i did not know anything about sort of full stack development but within six weeks i was contributing code in javascript yeah. react node aws service applications um so connecting the dots with the boot camp and getting them getting the you know the, the developers in a the role there needs yeah. to be like a idea like a, a partnership where yes. they tailor the developers to their code yeah. and the project needs yeah, so they've got two ways of doing this. So I think there's going to be two opportunities here. So number one is that they approach the boot camps like North Coders to say, look, this is how many people we want to take on per year. We've got this many front end, back end, mobile developers. The other side of things, so there's three ways. So the other, the other side of things is that they're going to say, um, let's do this in-house. So a lot of companies now, what they do when you join is they'll put you through their own 12-week boot camp to um, uh, get you up to speed with what they do. Hmm. Excuse me. And a lot of them will obviously concentrate on your coding standards, but that generally is going to involve a bit more from the company because they're going to have to then say, um, okay, well, how much do we, um, how much resources do we give? How much money do we put into this, making our own onboarding bootcamp? Um, and the third thing is going to be that they, that well, it's going to be an opportunity for companies who come in and actually approach companies and say, look, we're, start, we're, we're this company, whoever you want to take on, send them to us. Again, it's typically like the bootcamp. And we'll train them, we'll, we'll tell them, we'll get them sent to you. And they sort of make that then uh, a specific business that tailors to each and every company, um, which is just, that's just their specific thing. So that's, I suppose there's three ways that's, that's going to move in, in the way I feel it. How would you, because I know you, you give tons of advice out. So say, for instance, we have a self-taught developer who might be working, say, as a chef. Um, <laughs> yeah. How would you, what advice would you give them to try and get into, you know, that that first junior developer position where they, they're not in a situation where they can invest, you know, thousands of pounds in a tech course and they're not lucky enough to, to get the apprenticeship when they're basically, you know, in their spare time, coding away, building projects? 
Yeah, so this is quite a lot of the people that I help. They're either people who have applied, paid for the bootcamp out of their own pocket or the people that the bootcamp have forgotten or self-taught developers um, slash graduates as well. So this is the thing what people need to understand when they're coming from a self-taught back background. So you've got your CV, right? Your CV claims what you can do. But what you what they need is they need to prove what they can do, which doesn't sound fair, but it's the way that it is, right? So they need them projects on their GitHub and you will come across a very few, a very small amount of people will say, well, I don't look at that when I'm recruiting. But 99% of the other people will say, "What? What? show me what you've done, right? Yeah. I've, done it, I've done it for the company that I'm with. So when I've looked at uh, people who are applying for junior roles, I've gone through the CV and the first thing I do is, right, okay, let me see. Now, you told me on your, your CV you can do JavaScript, React, and old. Where's your projects? I, yeah. I can't see, you know? So number one thing to focus on is, is do you, have you got the proof? right build your portfolio it doesn't need to be big it doesn't even need to have a real old application it can be something for fun it can be something crazy one of the things that i built was a mobile app that just give you suggestions of food to eat yeah, um, and it yeah, it's, it's mad me just you know it's just shake it and it gives you some food but it got me a job right yeah. that that little lab um, it took me a couple of days to make it was an ios app and i went into a, a job um, a job a job interview against about 10 other people we all had a similar background but I had the app and I stood out because of that. I got the job, right? So you need to prove what you can claim you can do. So you need that portfolio. Again, don't need to be crazy exciting, just something simple mm -hmm. to, with some technology. You need to use, they need to use social media and they need to get on LinkedIn because that's where I've made so many opportunities. So yeah. they need to start building up that posting schedule once, twice a week, just building the network. That'll make them stand out. They need to then be prepared for the interviews. You know, you, they're going to be hit a lot of interviews and they can be very disheartening if you get put up for a live coding exercise and you've got to do some algorithm challenges, which some of them do. Some of them are horrible. Um, mm. there's, a, there's a lot that I speak about, you know, um, which we don't have time to fully go into. Yeah. I, I did an event lately, think, which went on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's really valuable and good information. It's, and it's, it's definitely answered the question. And, 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 um, and you know, and gave, well, sorry, and give the junior developer who's who's self-taught so, some advice because it can be tricky out there. Especially, I've had junior developer, well, self-taught developers reach out to me and ask, you know, how can I get the, how can I get my foot in the door? I've had, you know, yeah. sixteen interviews and I've been knocked back, and it's it's very very disheartening. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, no, I think you've you've, you've covered everything. There. Is there anything you you feel like you want to just touch on again? You know, the only thing I'd say, like you said, like you've just said there, you know, people have done 16 interviews. Um, I know how it feels because I have been there. And the, the difference between me now and me two years ago is that if I send a, if I send an application now, I get I, nine times out of 10, I get a first, second and final stage interview, even if I don't get a job offer. Right. Yeah. I've proven that this year. So everything that I talk about, I talk about through my own experiences, things that I've done. I've documented things that have worked and I share that with people because I want people to get into this industry. Yeah. Um, so if they do follow me, then you know if, they, if they're looking for the opportunity, then reach out to me and ask me questions. Um, I do hold hold events as well every couple of weeks. Um, the last one went on for about an hour and a half, but we went through what they need to do to stand out and get that first job. Um, and it was mm -hmm. received extremely well. So there's a lot there for companies, and there's a lot there for the juniors. We're, we're in a place where them sort of two paradigms are coming together, and the world of self-taught developers and bootcamp graduates is growing massively. And you know, yeah. it's just it's just now connecting them to areas. Definitely. And it's a really nice place to, to be in. I think, you know, people that may not have had the access to, to university 
um, but I've always had that passion for IT and your creative creative spark can you know can go into the career that they wanted. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Trusted Tech Talks podcast with me, Aidan Popel, and my guest speaker, Ishak Azmi, software developer and owner of juniordevelopers.careers. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss another episode again. If you want to discuss further, have follow-up questions or are looking for a software engineer role yourself, please get in touch via LinkedIn or email.